I'm Becky Lloyd-Pack. And I'm Becky Stanton. And this is the Doing Business Differently podcast. So Becky and I have just recorded 16 minutes of a podcast episode and realized that we were really struggling to actually talk about the topic. And we decided that topic from a really sort of strategic perspective. As you know, previously, um, if you listen to the last episode that was just me and Becky chatting solo, we talked about what to do when you want to burn your business down. And we'd, you know, planned that on this episode, we could be talking about what to do when you have clarity, when you are starting to understand, you know, what your next steps could be. And we thought we'd talk about the topic of alignment, but we have just consistently broken down in giggles, had to stop mid-sentence going, I don't know what I'm about to say. So instead of trying to force that through, instead we've decided to stop and restart and actually just reflect on this experience right here about should you be trying to force yourself to do things purely from a strategic perspective if your energy, your emotions, your being in the present moment is not aligned with it. So that's what we're going to talk about instead. Yeah. What happens when your head has nothing to say, when there's no thoughts in there about a topic? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's a sign. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I think also, um, I mean, I'm going to bring this topic up and I hope it's not uh, TMI for you, Becky, but we're at different parts in our cycles right now. Uh And I know for me, energetically, I'm feeling pretty good, but I'm on that like pretty much bang on ovulation which sometimes can bring a little bit of brain fog for me and I know for you in your cycle you were also in a a slightly cobwebby mood (laughs) (laughs) I had a little breather a minute ago and I said if you could see inside my thoughts right now there's just some cobwebs and a tumbleweed there's nothing (laughs) there's nothing going on yeah and I think it's important that we honor these parts of our our being of our lives just as much as we honor the sort of feeling on top of the world feeling like we have a million things to say because they're part of it and to try and gloss over it and pretend otherwise would just feel inauthentic and ultimately I don't think it would have been a very good episode no and especially with like my character and you know you could you know put a human design label on it and all of these things but I'm not here for small talk. I'm not here for filling gaps with chat. Like I'm here for meaningful conversation. And I think for me, it's always a sign. Like if I've got nothing to say on something, I'm not I'm not going to force it. I'm happy yeah. in silence, but that doesn't work for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right. Especially it's funny because we were, um, the topic being alignment that we were going to talk about and not feeling aligned with that <laughs> as a topic in itself in this weird meta way we're still talking about it but it's just from that perspective I suppose of like actually not forcing it and just being present so I want to know Becky when you're in moments like this where you know your energy isn't necessarily the full like Sasha Fierce showing up ready to conquer the world how do you navigate these parts of your life and your business so it really comes down to marketing for me because in I'm in the winter of my cycle and I'm just not very expressive 
I had a phone call with a friend recently and I was like, we can chat, but I'm not going to be the chattiest person you've ever met. And we all know I have my chatty periods, right? I'm mm. not chatty periods. Oh, wrong word. <laughs> <laughs> chatty moments. I, I can be very, I can be very chatty, but during the my winter it's very internal and it doesn't mean i'm constantly in my head that used to be the pattern of like then like all the limiting beliefs were there i was spiraling i was you know the burning the business down during your bleed pattern would definitely be my experience but now it's just this kind of being you know it's, i can just be present be creative i tend to do tasks that are more monotonous and i put a rom-com on because i can enjoy that while doing this work it's less client calls it's less marketing or creating resources that use my expression use my voice and and maybe going from here no podcasts <laughs> no <laughs> podcast during this time <laughs> yeah it's, it's just knowing the strengths isn't it it's knowing what works for me and during this window in my cycle it's more it's more it's, it's just more presence, I think. It's less, it's not strategy, it's not expression. And it's more doing the things that re don't require a lot of mental stimulation mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. And actually, I think what's kind of beautiful about this moment and this conversation in itself is that sometimes we still have engagements or commitments that require us to do something which doesn't necessarily feel like it matches the energy that we're in. So we're recording this podcast right now, even though maybe there could have been a slightly better time to do it. And I think this is something I discovered. So in January of this year, I did um, a creative experiment where every day for like Monday to Friday throughout January, I recorded a video off the top of my head, unscripted and just showed up uh, and posted it on YouTube. And I definitely noticed being a cyclical being, how the ability to actually generate those and create those massively depended on where I was at in my cycle. But the biggest lesson that I took from that, that even just allowed me, if you like to say before, when we were trying to do the other podcast, stop, let's not do that. Let's not try and force it. Is this total honoring of wherever you are at. And also I think, finding the magic in whatever that is. So just because it isn't necessarily the fully articulate version of you that is able to show up and, and perform as a version of normal, it doesn't mean there isn't still value there because I find that the different parts of us that are present in different parts of our cycle have different pearls of wisdom to share. They have different things to bring to the table. They have different almost like little uh, bottles of medicine, little potions that can help us. Because we all, well, if you are a woman who has menstrual cycles, you will go through this and trying to run your business in tandem with it. Yes, there is a certain amount of planning we can do. Yes, there is preparation. But sometimes that is out of our control and we have to find ways to navigate it anyway. And I think just the key thing for me here is really just honoring whatever you have and not trying to force it to be anything different. Totally just being present and in the moment is just the way to actually still be able to create, even though you might not necessarily feel creative on the surface of it. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I feel it kind of ties in with the topic of like boundaries and I definitely work with my calendar that way. But like you say, sometimes, like for me recently, the, the reason things are off or out of alignment right now is because my menstrual cycle shifted <laughs> and I'd made commitments based on where it was at. But, you know, Nate's has taken another course, right? And so, you know, I have like rescheduled things in honor of like knowing my body, knowing how I'm going to feel on particular days. But there are certain things where it's more of this flow, isn't it? Like you say, it's like less of this like structure and more of like tuning in of how you're feeling because things are harder. They are harder and more challenging during certain parts of the cycle and beyond the cycle as well, just in terms of like energetics too. I always remember when I was doing more IG lives, I was doing like interviews with like my friends and I had one with someone and I think my bleed arrived early and I didn't reschedule because it was a commitment. I showed up and it was the most challenging half an hour of my life for me to interview her. Like I had no questions, like the cobwebs came back in the head. There seems to be a pattern <laughs> in my bleed that there's just nothing going on up there. <laughs> and it's more, And but when I look back at it, it wasn't as bad as I thought. There was definitely flow, but I could tell from my body language and my head, there was this panic. There was this discomfort of force. It was essentially me forcing to be the Becky that I am later in my cycle. Whereas I think if I would have just honored the the way I was, like I'm honoring now, right? That you're just getting the Becky I am in this moment. <laughs> there might be some pauses for Becky, which would be a treat. But... <laughs> I feel that's the difference. Like sometimes we feel we have to just be on all the time. And that goes beyond having a menstrual cycle, right? It's just that yeah. like there's one way to be. And especially like where we bring in like definitions of success as well. You know, we've got to force to make it work, got to force to do all of these things. And I think it's, yeah, a beautiful topic around what does it look like to not force? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's that deep honoring of whoever you are in the moment and accepting it. And I think that's where it's when you're trying to work against how you're feeling. I think that's where a lot of the, I'm going to say bad work in inverted commas, but a lot of the work that you'll do or you'll put out, even I even think about social situations as well, to be honest. If I will go to, um, like if I know I'm going to meet with my friends in the past, I think I would often mask how I was truly feeling because I didn't want to be a drain on the social group or I didn't want to, you know, feel like I am burdening other people in some other way, which maybe is a bit of um, conditioning that women have experienced. Um, you know, maybe a lot of people will resonate with that. But I think more so what I've been trying to do, and I'm not saying I always get it right, but far from it. But I, I, I do really try and honor, even amongst social situations, if I'm not really feeling it, I'm going to show up and be like, oh, my energy's a bit off today, guys, just as an FYI. And what often happens then is, is beautiful connections and beautiful almost conversations and moments of like really just wonderful, like connection is the key word. Like that's just so beautiful to experience. And I, I think if we continuously try to only ever exist and present ourselves as one version and we're actually going to be missing out on so much of the magic 
that comes from being whoever you are and just showing up as that and accepting it as enough as well. Mm. And it's quite interesting from my perspective as like a mindset and energetics coach. I work with a lot of women that you know have a lot of emotions and when we're in business emotions are triggered a lot and so it's just a quite an interesting topic of 100% honoring our emotions honoring how we're feeling in the moment but what if those emotions are actually protection sabotage keeping you small keeping you safe and you keep honoring that and it's really interesting isn't it what's your experience with the nuance of actually just honoring how you are in the moment but also having the awareness of what's going on beneath the surface Mm. so my one of the mantras that I have and I don't know if I heard it somewhere else first I don't know if I came up with it on my own not sure but I'm putting it out there is I always go with the idea of feel it don't feed it so it's this being able to be present with that emotion that you're experiencing in your body, like honoring the sensation, not the story. So trying to be with, this is how I'm feeling in my body. This is what the emotion is. But I don't need to tell myself or indulge the story that is also attached to that. Because I find when I start to get attached to the story about why that emotion is there, what it means about me, what it means about the work I'm going to do, X, Y, Z, when I start to really look at everything beyond just that sensation in my body, that's where I start to become a little bit stuck. That's where it's it lingers, it persists, as opposed to being like, this is the emotion, hello emotion in my body, let's be with you, let's let you express, let's let you be here. And recently, I've been speaking to you offline about this, that I recently read the book Existential Kink and I am absolutely loving the concepts um, within that book because like it's sort of like a really zoomed out level the whole vibe is not labeling any sensation as good or bad and being able to find pleasure and gratitude and joy in whatever you're experiencing and I think that for me has been like a more recent kind of thing that I've been integrating into my life but it just brings this whole like such a lightness to to previously heavy things so I think for me yeah that the nuance between being in an emotion experiencing it even if it is something that I recognize as like oh look my lack of motivation that I'm feeling right now that's self-sabotage and I can I can recognize that because of xyz awareness pieces it doesn't mean that I now have to reject that emotion instead I can be like hello lack of motivation I see why you're showing up that's okay you can be here I accept you I love you I feel you and actually when I give it space that's when it will actually then pass and it will almost transmute into a playful sense of like, okay, I'm not motivated. That's fine. I can feel I'm not motivated, but I'm not weighed down by it. So I can still go and do the thing anyway. So I think it's that, that's the thing that that for me has always just really, really helped. So feeling it, don't feed it. And also honoring sensations, not stories. 
Yeah. And this is exactly what I teach as well and guide people with somatic coaching. How I describe it to clients is you listen, you love, and you let go, right? Mm, Because from a soulful, spiritual perspective, you're coming back in to something that I love that Michael Singer says is that when you have an emotion, you ask the question, like when you're feeling deep in the emotion and you're feeling of the emotion and like you're getting swept with the story and you're spiraling, which we all can do, it's very human, is asking the question of how do I know I feel emotion? Because it brings you back into the seat of the witness, that you are witnessing the sensations of the emotion. You are the one who's noticing the emotion, the one that's seeing the spiral and getting swept up. So it's a beautiful practice to come back into that seat of who you really are, looking through the soul's eyes. And it's, you know, quite a challenging practice when we're so in life, (laughs) less present, more swept up and automated and subconscious. And just, you know, that's, that's also very natural that we spent a long time there. And it's this consistent practice of when you feel the emotion, for me, it's like, okay, listen means pause. Means I'm going to tune in. We spoke about video expression as well, didn't we? And that really yeah. works if you need to actually break the pattern and see yourself and speak to yourself of being like, listen, okay, I'm feeling emotion. Somatically, where I guide clients is to notice where the emotion's held in your body. Okay, I'm feeling emotion. There's a heaviness in my heart. Okay, let me tune in. What is the emotion? From the seat of the soul, how can I witness it? Love it unconditionally anyway, not attached to the story, but notice the story. Okay, well, I noticed, you know, let's say I have a client that hasn't re-signed up. Okay, that makes sense. The story that's been triggered here in the heart is I'm not good enough, but I'm going to sit and I'm going to send love to that part of me, right? Send love to that emotion and ask what it needs. Does it need some movement? Does it, is there an inner child within it that just needs some reparenting, some love, some attention? You know, is there energy, old energy that needs to be alchemized, to be transmuted, to be shaken off? And then you come back into letting it go and allowing the emotion to process. But what I notice, and I think it'll be interesting to hear from people listening to the podcast as well, of it's so easy to get swept up in the emotion. Like this is a practice, right? That we are committed to doing, but it's so easy when you are playing bigger, as I call it, like really going for those ambitious goals to get triggered a lot and to be know the story, right? You get swept right into it. And it's just this conscious practice, isn't it? Like you say, of just being present with the emotion still allowing it to process because if we just slap over a plaster like not a problem you know f off haven't got time for this you know people there's so much advice as well in the self-help where we meant to put a middle finger up to emotions and fear which just doesn't support you this is going to come back fiercer (laughs) so yeah Yeah. it's so important to be with it to process it in your own way and somatics is it's in the body right it's in the energy it's so important not just the mind yeah, I think there's two things that you said there that I really want to pick up on. One is acknowledging that a lot, I feel like this needs to be talked about more because I feel like my earlier ex- early experience in like the world of mindset, the world of, you know, manifestation, all those things 
was very much just be high vibe, stay high vibe. <laughs> if you're in bad emotions, learn how to shift them and get out of it. Like it was a total, and in my opinion, it's a bit of a shaming approach and it is shaming the parts of you that had those experiences. And if you're self-shaming, that's just, you're disconnected, right? You're not coming into this sense of wholeness that is a whole human being that can experience a whole human range of emotions and experiences and everything. So I think if if somebody's listening to this and this is your first kind of maybe time hearing this alternative perspective, I really hope that it does bring you maybe a little sense of peace because I wish I had somebody saying to me that actually it's not just about being high vibe. It's not just about staying, you know, in the the high and literally like the high vibrational things and beating yourself up. But if you don't feel like that, then you must be attracting bad things and that you're the problem. Like it's so, I think it's such a harmful narrative and one that is quite close to my heart in terms of breaking and in part is what the whole pod community is about, right? Trying to rewrite some of these things that I think are very, very harmful. Um, But the second thing which you highlighted yourself, but I really want to drive home is that this stuff of acknowledge, being able to honor yourself in the moment and recognize emotions and, and move through them, it's practice. It is a practice. It's not about oh, I have honored this emotion once, therefore I am never going to experience it again. Or, oh, you know what? I've learned how to do this one technique, therefore it means that I'm just gonna be able to whip it out and it's gonna work every single time. That is not the case. There is gonna be moments where you can be the most self-aware human, you can know all the kind of things to do, and unless you're like the Dalai Lama or Eckhart Tolle or somebody like that, you're still going to be experiencing these moments where you forget and you get lost and swept up in the story. And the key is to even honor that version of yourself too, the version of yourself that is just fully in human mode and finding ways that you can, I think, conscientiously and intentionally create space to put these practices into your diary and give them, you know, give them the attention they deserve ahead of time. Because again, I recognize this is a pattern that I've fallen into the past where I've been feeling not great. I've practiced these things. I felt better and I've stopped all the practices. So I've stopped my morning journaling. I've stopped my meditation. I've stopped doing all the things I know help create that space, create those kind of moments that allow me to pause. And then I slip right back into it again. And then I'm lost and then I'm suddenly scrabbling for something. Whereas actually just having that little daily practice, and I think for you, we can maybe touch on some of the rituals people could introduce into their lives. But those little moments that almost like, just like you would go to the gym to keep your your body healthy, you wouldn't just like blast it. Well, I mean, maybe some people would. You would blast it for a month, shift a load of weight, and then like, right, I'm never going again. I'm going to be fit for the rest of my life. Like these things require a level of maintenance and continued practice. So I think that's just another, just really important point that I'd love for maybe people to sit with and even just reflect in their own life. Where are they making space to do these practices that allow them to then in the moment be able to better deal with these emotions? So in terms of like 
what these practices could look like, maybe some rituals from your perspective, Becky. Have you got any suggestions for things that may, for people that maybe don't have anything that they do right now, anything that you would recommend that they could play with? Yeah, and I I feel they fall into two categories. There's the proactive rituals and then there's the reactionary ones when we are in the emotions. And the, the reactionary, reactionary ones are really important because I think from what I've seen with my clients so many of us me included were not shown how to regulate and process emotions so I I used to feel real deeply I remember like if I was having confrontation with someone or arguing or even just conflict I would just cry like that was my go-to emotion because I just couldn't express myself. There was just so much emotion that would come out and then I'd get angry and annoyed because I wouldn't be able to like say my point unless I was like crying. And then it felt very much, then people would like care for me. Like it was a whole pattern, right? Then it's victim mode because yeah. people care for me and I might win the argument because I'm crying. <laughs> but <laughs> it's just very interesting that when all of these things happen around emotions, but I would shame my emotions a lot. I didn't respect my emotions. Uh, they were a hindrance right? Why couldn't I just be straightforward and do the thing? And I think in terms of the reactionary rituals, like these practices that we're talking about, they're very much around self-love and self-compassion, self-acceptance, that it's human to have emotions. And equally, you don't have to keep the emotion for a long time. I think a lot of people just accept, you know, I'm an angry person, I'm always frustrated, you know, I'm, I get upset easily. All of these things become part of the identity. And really it's about this reframe, this reconditioning of it's human to have emotions. And what I believe is that emotions, what are like energy in motion are messengers. When you have emotion, there's a message for you. And that's why it's important not to follow the manifestation guidance or well, not all manifestation, <laughs> but a lot of people do say only be high vibe, you know, that if you're feeling sad, then, you know, just be happy. Come on, do your affirmation, say I am happy and be happy. When really you're bypassing the message, you're bypassing the guidance that your emotions, this energy has for you. So a lot of the rituals that I support clients with for the reactionary side of emotions is this listen, love, let go. It's a somatic process of just being with your emotions. That can look like journaling, right? When I know when I came into journaling, it was because of my emotions, <laughs> because of my mindset, right? I needed somewhere to explore what was going on because I was just so in it, not witnessing it. So it could be journaling, could be with a coach or therapist of really talking through and understanding the emotion um, could be the video expression that we shared before of just speaking to yourself or voice memoing yourself but really it's a, a way to be like this is how I'm feeling and I guide you to also like feel into your body where you're feeling so then you can be a witness and notice okay I'm witnessing the emotion right it's not me <laughs> I'm witnessing it what is this what's the message here you know and in business there can be all these messages of like whoa slow down or you know, the classic one of you aren't good enough or, you know, you don't fit in. People don't like you. You know, these are what my clients always like have yeah. in their energy and the emotions. And the emotions are coming up big and bold because they're trying to warn you. 
but that's fear. So it's definitely the reactionary ways of how to process emotions, but in order to regulate yourself, right? So that when you feel an emotion, it doesn't feel overwhelming. This is where like the rituals, and especially around the morning, setting your day up in a certain way supports you to come from this more peaceful, grounded place. How I describe it for my clients is, especially when clients come to me, they come with like their cup overflowing of emotion. Mm. And there's a particular um, NLP mindset technique that actually drains the emotion out of you, releases it from like the root cause, which is so powerful for someone who like would identify as I am always frustrated. You know, when people are on the brink and anything yeah. can happen, like road rage, that sort of yeah. stuff, right? You can drain that frustration cup so that you find peace. And um, But once you do that in terms of with coaching, your rituals allow you to constantly come back to that grounded place so that when you are triggered emotionally, you feel in a more present place to process and be with the emotion. It's not the overflowing cup of emotion. Um, but again, the, I, I, I try not to say do this one ritual because it is different for everyone. So I think it's always coming back to the point of what does my mind, body and energy need to feel that grounded peacefulness for the day? Yeah, yeah. I think that's like, spot on and in my head as I was listening I was like oh I could feel myself wanting to be like ah I agree with this because I think it's with the morning routine which is such a loaded topic which is crazy considering it's like why are we all obsessed with what, what each other's doing in the morning but with it I think in terms of like what should I do it's actually not really important what you do it's anchoring into like why are you doing it and what's the end goal of it and it is like for me, I know I can wake up in whatever state, depending on what kind of dreams or I've had or what kind of sleep I've had. But I know that the reason I'm doing my morning ritual, whatever that is, is to essentially come to this place of some sort of peace, some sort of like centered groundedness. And it is an emotion in the body again. So it's almost like <laughs> what you're doing, like whether you're doing right three pages in your journal, whether you're doing video whether you're doing a yoga session it really actually doesn't matter in terms of ticking any certain boxes it's about what works for you personally to get you to that place and sometimes it might be actually I need to sit and write whereas other times you might have so much active frustrated energy that trying to sit down and write is actually just feeding it and making it worse and, and getting you further away from feeling grounded so that's why even like going for a walk might be what you need to bring you to that state of being so I think there's just an invitation to play with it and to find out what works for you in whatever circumstance um, to help you really just yeah find that that place of groundedness where you can honor however you're feeling in the moment. So if on that day you are like, I am tired and my brain, my head is full of cobwebs, nothing else today, giving yourself permission to accept and love it and to be with it and to work with it. And also to have that, be able to discern whether is this protection? Am I feeling like physical tiredness is one that shows up for me a lot where I can have slept amazing. I can be hydrated and have food, like be well-fed and everything. And then like, I just feel this sense of absolute physical tiredness come over me. And I know sometimes that's actually a, a self-protection method. It's, it's 
self-sabotage. It's like, I'm too tired to do anything and it, it feels really heavy. Whereas actually when I kind of can go into it and shift it, I'm like, oh, that wasn't actually a real thing. But it's having that kind of opportunity to find the perspective. Yeah, definitely. And I shared with you recently offline again <laughs> um, in one of my morning rituals, because my questions are to myself, how am I feeling? Where am I feeling it? What's the message? And this random memory came to me that was just showing me how I had been protecting myself in my business. And it was the most eye-opening thing because this emotion was there, this energy in my body was warning me of this thing. And if I hadn't paid attention, it would have just subconsciously played out because in my head, how it'd been stored is that's not good for us. And this is where it gets to be proactive by tuning in and also you're learning to listen to your body so that when you are deep in an emotion which we all have I had it last week you know where I was just like oh heavy emotion like what's going on like how how did I not catch this right but it's okay like it just is and then it allows you to have the practice of how to support yourself in that moment when you're ready for it like it doesn't matter if it's been in your energy for a day or a week right it's now you're ready to pay attention But yeah, I feel there's so many juicy messages within that if we pay attention, it's so powerful so that you can, and it's not about forcing success again, that's not what we're talking about, it's about keep growing, right? So really having that discernment between where is there emotion that just needs to be tended to and where am I protecting myself? Because emotions are part of self-sabotage and one thing that's just come back for me, actually, I remember when I first started learning about my cycle, because that's what we started talking about, wasn't it? I read somewhere that you have a week of the winter. So I scheduled a whole week in my calendar to do nothing. <laughs> like nothing, nothing work-wise, just nothing. But then I noticed that I was using it as an excuse to do nothing because it was quite early on in my business and I had all this energy and it was then like I had all this like frantic energy because I was trying to like rest and do nothing because that's what a book had told me to do but that wasn't where my energy was at because of course all our cycles are different as well and I noticed that there was a part of me that was just using its excuse to you know not try so hard not really go for it because if you don't try then you won't fail and then no one will know that whatever true story <laughs> you know so it's just it's, un, it's just seeing yeah. the patterns I can imagine people listening to that going yeah I recognize that narrative yeah I see it in every client as well it's so normal and I think there's one like one other tip I'll just add in terms of if you're if you are somebody that likes to um, express and finds that you get clarity through expression and talking to another human um, something I do with my husband is if I know I need to talk to somebody and he's the person that's there and it's because, you know, it's not an appropriate time to book a coaching session or whatever. I will say to him, I need to just talk right now. I am not looking for answers. Please do not give me, do not come in with suggestions. I just need to express this and have it heard by another human. Is that okay? Are you in a space to receive that? And if he is, I can literally then just unload and feel lighter for it without someone trying to fix me because that's often not what I'm looking for. I just want to feel yeah. like this part of me is being heard by someone. So again, just re- I recommend that if you are somebody who 
as a part, even if you would live with friends, to be honest, if you live with a somebody that you have that trusting relationship with, there can be, and again, at least a beautiful moments between me and like your husband of, of like genuine connectivity, but actually having that boundary in place so that it's clear why you're sharing, so that it's clear what you're actually hoping to get from this interaction and checking with them that they are in a space to receive it as opposed to being like, I just need to offload and their cup is also overflowing. And then that just becomes a a not great situation for anybody. So I just wanted to throw that out there as well as something else that people could try. Um, I certainly do it a lot and it it does help me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I, I definitely have, um, I had those conversations with my husband as well. Sometimes the pain in his face where he just wants to suggest yes. he's got the solution. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, no, you're just going to receive. Then I'm going to walk away happier. That's all you have to do. Yeah. yeah, for me, I have I have my sister and I have some like good friends as well. That Because I feel like in terms of business as well, it's so, such a unique experience, isn't it? I feel like I feel most comfortably heard with people that understand it right because it's not saying that other loved ones don't understand but there's almost they're not they're not in the same arena they can hold the space and love you as you are which is so beautiful but sometimes you want to be heard and that's what the pod does as well right that's why it's there because sometimes you just want to show up and say this is how I'm feeling this is what I'm experiencing and other business owners just being like I see you yeah (laughs) I get you we're not even gonna try and fix it we're just gonna hold space for you and I think that's what's been a game changer for me of having those trusted people where you can just say what's really going on what you're really feeling you know where we mess each other and say I'm in my burning down business yeah (laughs) I'm in it. Yeah. Whereas if you say that to a partner, they might be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What, yeah. what do you mean you're going to burn your business down? <laughs> you're like, no, no, it's just a phase, babe. <laughs> yeah. When Joe and I talk about it and I'll say something and we'll, we'll t- he won't say it in the moment, but then when we're talking later, he'll be like, whatever you say, like, it makes me so nervous. And I'm like, oh yeah, but it's just a phase. I know it's going to pass. Don't worry about it. Um, little mindset. Yeah. <laughs> that's um that's that's exactly to be honest that's why the pod exists really we're interested in the humans that run the businesses less like we are of course interested in supporting you with growing your business but really our main focus is you as a business owner how do we support you navigate that journey and do it in a way that allows you to define what that looks like without us ever giving you answers that you're not seeking um or suggestions that you're not seeking. It's really about actually witnessing you. And if you want questions, if you want reflection, we can give that too, right? That's also something that happens, but it's, it's very much on a permission-led basis and a consent-led basis. And I just think it's so important because I, I believe that we all have the answers within us. They're not out there. And often it's just even about why I'm experiencing this emotion. What What can I learn from it? It's just about being able to create the space and the moments to actually gain perspective on that. So Yeah, and learn to love our emotions. Because when we shame them, hate them, avoid them, they come back with a vengeance. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) It's just that relationships, isn't it, with them? Just to be like, okay. And for me, knowing that they've got a message for me feels like a kind of partnership it doesn't mean I'm always going to listen to the message because sometimes it's a message from fear and ego and past but it kind of feels like okay we're we're, I'm not going to shame you 
like I treat the treat the emotions like a child. It's almost like you're bending down with the emotion, being okay, it's safe. Tell me what you want to tell me, uh-huh. and then being like, okay, I hear you, but yeah. no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I hear but like you. treating it with love and compassion. Yeah. Now go back to yeah. sleep, please. Yeah. Let's thank you for bringing in. that. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. Now go back to bed. Okay, good night. I'm just going to go and carry yeah. on a bit. Yeah. But yeah. treating yourself that way, because you wouldn't say to a child, well, many people, hopefully, would not say to a child, shut up, go back in your room. I don't want to hear it. Right? It really is a different way. And I feel like treating my emotions that way has been so powerful for me. Doesn't mean I necessarily feel less, but I'm definitely in the emotion less. Yeah. And you know what? It's funny. It's actually a really lovely comparison in a way because I can imagine the person that maybe would turn to their child and say, shut up, go back to your room, I don't want to hear it, is the adult that is overworked, that is, their cup is full, they have not taken time to actually drain. And I think that's where it's like almost those beautiful things that we talked about earlier, like the reactive and the proactive. It's like the proactive means that your adult self can stay in a reasonable headspace so that when those little angry emotions come up or those little bubbles of energy we can actually respond to them in a way that is loving and compassionate versus when we don't Mm -hmm. make time for that we are that adult that is turning around to our emotions going I don't have space like I can't deal with you right now go back to your room and you just know that yeah that's gonna not end up that's gonna come back yeah so I think it's yeah. a beautiful... Yeah, you know, when you ignore your emotions, it's just the adult being like, stop talking, yeah. like I'm, I don't have time for it. Right, not even looking it in the eye, it. <laughs> looking the child in the eyes. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Well, and I hope this whole episode, I mean, we've managed to talk for like 40 minutes with, with almost no breaks <laughs> compared to our previous attempts. My gosh, so I yeah. think this is like a, a beautiful piece of evidence for everybody that it's okay to honor wherever you're at the honor the energy that you're in whatever you're bringing to to the table is enough and there is magic and beauty there if you only take the moment to actually stop and honor it and go with it and if that means you need to hit stop on your recording after 16 minutes and start again that's okay and it promise i always believe that if we if we listen to our emotions in a way that is like grounded and honoring and respecting what they're there to tell us we only ever benefit from it and hopefully this episode has been the benefit from it today Mm -hmm. i love it and it's also a beautiful reminder as well like for business i think and i know we've been going through it as well that if something's not working you don't have to force it yeah pause realign and maybe it's just a little bit of a different direction because it's a very similar conversation that we had actually in the first round Mm -hmm. just from a different angle where you know there hasn't been any hesitation and and maybe yeah maybe there's also a perspective and a mindset shift within us as well around how we're talking about it so yeah it's always good to pause regroup realign (laughs) yeah okay see and uh yeah we will see you hear you being your i mean we won't see or hear you you'll see and hear us (laughs) on the next episode of the podcast if you enjoyed this episode make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening and if you're listening to this over on our Substack, we'd love for you to join the conversation and let us know your thoughts too 
Likewise, if you actively want to explore what doing business differently looks like for you, then do be sure to check out the pod, which is our private community where we share a bunch of resources every month for you to play with as you define your way of doing things. Inside the pod, there's also a ton of live sessions held every month too. To check it out, just head to the show notes below where everything is linked for you to explore further. Thanks so much for listening. Speak soon. Lots of love.